Welcome to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello and welcome to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. I'm Dr. Alex Swenson Ridley, your host, and today marks a pretty big milestone for us. This is episode 50, and you know we've, we've been at this for about a year now, which I, I was pausing to reflect on this and just kind of what a milestone that is um, for me and in my own life and, you know, having this platform and this opportunity to share with so many women around the world. We actually, one of our, our big achievements on the show has been we we hit the 150, top 150 list in Ireland and Great Britain, which is awesome because it means that, you know, we're, we're spreading the news far and wide. So I'm super excited about that. I just wanted to take a second and thank our, you know, the listeners and the people who have engaged in helping me create this because I create this for you and Ideally, it serves you in some way. So I'm, I'm excited about some of the things that have happened. <clears throat> and then just taking a minute to pause and reflect, you know, obviously we, we launched this thing in 2020 and we all know 2020 has been a lot of things. Um, and I, I was really, you know, drawn to this idea of <clears throat> reflection and revisiting a conversation that I had with a couple of different people on the show. Um, I know one of them was episode 18, where I talked about the dark side of resiliency with uh, Tracy Litt. And so that's, if you haven't ever listened to that episode, it's one that's worth going and listening to several times throughout the year, just, just to re-engage in that. But I wanted to revisit this conversation. And part of where that came from is, you know, a lot of us have been through a lot in this last year. I just recently, or this morning, was reading an article that a good friend of mine, um, Alba Cabral, she's a, a psychologist in New York, who was actually supposed to come on the show. And, you know, our schedules just never connected because she ended up being deployed to do grief counseling for people who lost uh, loved ones from, due to COVID-19. And she just wrote this heart-wrenching article that I'll share a link in this in the show notes about her experience doing all of that and you know what what it, it brought shed light on what some people and I think a lot more people than we realize have really gone through in terms of you know watching someone walk out the door to go to the emergency room and then never come back and you know not being able to see them to say goodbye or having to have a, a healthcare worker to to hold a phone up to you know say their goodbyes as they're drawing their last breaths, like heart-wrenching stuff, right? And, you know, for a lot of us, no matter what your opinions are on, on COVID-19 or, or how it's impacted your family, I've really come to realize that so many of us have been impacted in some dark ways, right? Like, you know, maybe it's not death, but for example, in our in our own household, I realized, um, a couple of weeks ago, I, I signed my son up for a junior Lego thing through home, his homeschool program. And, you know, I was excited about it. I thought he would be really excited about it. He loves to build Legos. He loves kids. He loves, you know, being social. And he hasn't had much of that in this last year. And we got there and he was unbelievably anxious, like would not go in the room, was worried about what other kids would think about him. And finally, we ended, I ended up letting, like, we just left because he was so 
scared. I like anxiety. Anxiety is the best word I can come up with for that. And that is, you know, something that I've never seen from him before. And that I think has really come from this period of, you know, isolation and, and there's been good things about being home, but there's also those really hard things. And so what I wanted to talk about on this episode, you know, in this culmination of reflection, I, I was trying to decide what to do, you know, like one year is a big deal. 50 episodes is, is a big deal in, in my mind. And, you know, when we hit a hundred, then a hundred will be a big deal. We probably won't really celebrate till we hit another hundred. But when you look back and just kind of look at what's happened in your life over the last year, <clears throat> and I'm not about dwelling on the, on the negative things. I think, you know, we can get sucked into a lot of depression or a lot of like really ugly places, but we also have to be able to pause and, and deal with some of this stuff. Right. And this, this is the conversation I wanted to have, you know, finding the balance between that resilience. And to, and to me, the resiliency is, you know, the, the, straight it, it is a strength and it's a fortitude to keep going to you know keep moving to constantly be pushing forward and and I've definitely done this at times in my life like when I was going through my divorce you know there were there were times where I would just put my head down and be like one foot in front of the other have to keep moving have to keep going like have to keep moving forward and and there's a time and a place for that and many of you may be in that place right now and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but at some point we have to be able to pause long enough to deal with the emotions that come up around whatever has transpired in the last year. You know, maybe it's the loss of a loved one, loved one. Maybe it's a loss. It, it, I would imagine it's loss on some level, you know, loss of a job, loss of a home, loss of a, a career, a spouse, your sanity, <laughs> whatever it is, being stuck at home with kids all the time. But, you know, we have to be able to create that time and that space to pause and actually grieve. And I've been having this conversation with a lot of the women that I coach as well, because, you know, some of them are, are dealing with a parent passed away from, from COVID or, you know, just this whole sequela of things happen. But they, you know, it's so hard to actually find that time to process. So that's the first thing I really wanted to encourage with this. There's, there's kind of three parts to this conversation that I wanted to have today. So, you know, we have to find the time to actually process and to recognize there's, you know, there's a time to be strong and to put your your best foot forward and, and put your brave face on and all of that. And, and that is what keeps us moving and keeps us yeah. going forward. But we can also be guilty of using that as an excuse to not really deal with what's going on in, and not really heal. And when we don't really heal, we end up carrying around, you know, resentment or frustration, anger, you know, any of the emotions that can come along with grief, which there's seven of them. You know, you can be in denial, you can be frustrated, uh, angry, you can be extra sad and depressed, you can, there's, there's kind of this whole cycle of stuff and you could be experiencing any of those things at any given time. But we have to be willing to pause long enough to acknowledge them and then have something to do with them. And I just want to preface this. I'm, I realize I'm getting into some more like psychology stuff and I'm not a psychologist or a counselor or any of these things, but you know, we, so maybe that's a tool that you use. This was going to be my, my point. Number two is, you know, you got to find the places and the ways that you are able to process some of this stuff. I'm a little congested this morning, so <clears throat> excuse my frog throat. We have to, you know, especially for us women, we process stress differently. They've done a lot of research out there on this and, you know, I don't want to get into the gender conversation, but there is actual neuro, like 
neurology research that shows that fundamentally men and women are different in just how our brains function and, and how we do stuff. And so when it comes to stress and high stress things, one of the main ways that we as women process that and de-stress is not through fight or flight. Fight or flight is that like, okay, I'm going to beat something up or I need to run away, right? That's the male response. And, and this is, you know, there's, you can find lots of articles out there that, that talk about this, but that's the male response for us women. We, and I've talked about this before, but we need to tend and befriend. So we need to make sure everyone is okay around us. Our, our, our family, our community, our kids, like all that, our household we need to make sure it's okay. And then we need to sit down and talk about it, you know, have a glass of wine, whatever it is, but we need that outlet to talk about it and to process it. And what I've found in my work recently, and, and you're probably experiencing this, is that so many of us are lacking that befriend period because we've been in isolation. We've been keeping our social, you know, our group small. We've been either scared or are following the rules or, you know, just dealing with as much as we can handle. And, and it doesn't really involve friendships and relationships. And I've seen a lot of women who have, you know, lost the, some of that connection with someone outside of their family unit to just help them process through this time. So, you know, in this, in this like conversation of, okay, what do we do with this? We got to pause. We got to, you know, take time to not just be resilient, but to really allow ourselves to grieve and to process you know, does that look like finding a counselor that you can work with? Telemedicine has become this huge, amazing thing. It's something that I, I utilize and practice now and love, and I don't see it going away anywhere. So, you know, that's, that's an option that's very readily available for anybody who has a phone, basically. Um, you know, is it reconnecting with a friend, whether it's through phone calls or a socially distanced walk or, you know, whatever it is, and, and just being able to have that place to process again or maybe it's just reaching for your journal and making time to you know to stream of conscious just write out all the stuff that you've dealt with in the last year or or you know what you need to grieve what you need to just get out what you need to let out because when we don't let it out when we don't allow ourselves to process when we don't get past the i'm just going to be resilient and it, I think there's a, a difference between resiliency and what I think of, of like, I'm, I'm a very German descent. And so I can have this really stoic, like, you know, I don't show any emotion and I'm just going to keep going and, you know, it's not a big deal, but inside <laughs> it is right. And, and I've learned over the years, you know, when we leave that stuff buried inside and don't let it out, don't express it in some way, whether it's talking to somebody else or yourself or you're painting or, you know, a lot of times processing that is just tapping into our creative side. Like I feel so much better when I play my violin or, you know, sit down and draw with my kid, whatever, whatever it is. But when we don't let that out, it leads to problems down the road. You know, our stress stays really high, even if you don't experience it that way. We start to have hormone issues and emotional issues. One of the big things that I talk about with the thyroid, you know, if you look at more the Eastern philosophy with the body and how it works and all of that, thyroid actually has a lot to do with not expressing your emotions. And so when I had thyroid issues, I was coming out of a marriage where I never expressed my emotions. I didn't say what was on my mind because it was scary and I, I never knew how it would be react, you know, what the reaction would be. And so I just kept it all bottled in. So if you're doing some of that, because it's either, you know, too scary to go there. And some of you may be experiencing things where you need some outside support. I was having this conversation with a client yesterday. You know, she, she just did a detox with me and she's, 
got not anything related to COVID, but there's a lot of trauma that happened earlier in her life that she's just never dealt with. And she's this awesome, powerful, you know, leader, life coach, massage therapist, yogi, like super awesome woman, right? But she's got this stuff she's never dealt with. And she was like, you know, it's it's more at the surface now. And I'll, I'll kind of go up to the edge of that, but I don't want to go into it because I don't know how to, how to deal with that or, or what to do with it or, or where it's going to go, right? And so that's the situation where you need some probably professional outside support to come in and really, you know, come alongside that. But you, the point is we've got to do something with it because the third piece of this is until we really let that stuff go. And I don't mean just bury it and be like, I'm not dealing with that anymore. I mean, deal with it, get it out, you know, go through all the emotions of grief. It, it could take a while to, to really get through this, you know, get through the bitterness, the resentment, the anger, the hopelessness, the despair, all of those negative emotions that might be tied to some stuff this year, you know, the anxiety, there's so many things that have happened and really just allow yourself to let it go. I'm not going to start singing the song. I've sung, I think I've sung it before, but you know, we, and, and truly go through a healing process, whether that means forgiving someone or something or yourself, or, you know, letting go of guilt that you may feel around how something went down or, you know, letting go of if you feel like you've been at the effect of other people, you know, even I've dealt with a situation with the building that I own th this past year where like the bank just would not work with me in any way. And I'm like, ah, I've literally done everything I can. We finally came to an agreement. But, you know, sometimes there's things that are outside of our control, right? It's an illusion that we're ever in control, but we like to feel that way. But we have to be able to, <clears throat> to just pause and let that go so that we can be the best version of ourselves possible. And so that our resilience isn't tied so much to, you know, just pushing forward despite circumstances. And there's a time and a place for that. You know, I, I a lot of these stories that I've read, um, especially from my friend, uh, Dr. Alba, who, who wrote this article about her experience, it's, it feels like, you know, we've gone to war, like people not getting to be with their loved ones when they die and, you know, just getting their ashes in the mail or, you know, not getting to say goodbye. Like it, that's how, that's the closest thing I could come up with through that. And, and, you know, there is an element of like, we need some resilience just to get through that, right. To keep living and not wallow in despair. And I'm not encouraging any of you to do that, but at some point we do have to pick our heads up and be able to work through the emotions and just get us to a healthier point where, you know, we are surviving again or not, not surviving. I mean, we're thriving again and not just surviving. So hopefully this just gives you some time to pause. That was my main goal with this is just to get you to pause and really, you know, take some time to reflect whether you did it for the new year or not. I feel like new year's times is, you know, we're all wrapped in like, what are our goals and what do we want to do and what's going to be different. But until we deal with some of this stuff, until we deal with the yuck that whether it was 2020 or before that, or, you know, unrelated to COVID or in this pandemic or, or what, it's, we have to deal with it in order to be moved, able to move forward and to move forward in a healthy way where we're not using our resilience as a crutch rather than something that really makes us strong and getting out there and going for it. So I hope this really helps serve you. You know, if this conversation is, is 
touching on some of you and you're thinking like, how is resilience a dark thing? Um, episode 18 of the show, it's the dark side of resilience where Tracy Litt and I had a really amazing conversation around this whole concept as well. But, you know, whether it's listening to this podcast or getting in with a counselor or getting back with one of your, you know, your best friends, if you, if you have that kind of close relationship with somebody where you can really process and they're your people and you're, you know, you can come together, getting a coach. A lot of what I do is, is, you know, just holding the space for, for these conversations to happen. And, you know, there's, there's things I feel comfortable with and there's things that are outside my realm of expertise and, you know, would be better served by a mental health practitioner or, or someone in that, that realm, but finding whatever that outlet is going to be to really help you process, heal, and then making the time for it. Because that is where so many of us fail as women. And, you know, where I've found myself going down dark rabbit holes where I am unhealthy and, and you know, it starts to manifest in other ways when I don't take the time to deal with it. So that's my encouragement for you today. We will be back next week. I have a really long string of interviews that I'm really excited about. Um, we're recording the next one actually tomorrow. And so those are going to start coming out rapid fire. We have got some incredible women and topics that we're going to be talking about that I'm super excited to share with you. So check back next week and we will see you then. Thank you for tuning in to Rejuvenated Women, impeccable health for high performing women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Each month, I'll select one lucky reviewer to receive a special impeccable health sample kit from me. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in my private Facebook group for high-performing women who are ready to transform their health and lives called the Tribe of Rejuvenated Women. There you'll have access to free trainings, a community of like-minded women from around the world, and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become vibrant, energetic, and on fire. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about.